what is up guys it is Aaliyah back here with another podcast and uh the first half well I'm gonna shorten it up but I'm gonna be talking about a little bit about me and who I am so you guys get a background so you're just not confused talking to this random ass stranger even though I will probably always continue to be a random ass stranger unless you're one of my friends or family members listening to this podcast if you are go away I'm just kidding um I hope you all are doing well. I had my therapy session yesterday. I have therapy almost like every Thursday. Um, Honestly, like, um, listen to me. I, when I first started going to therapy, I was sent to therapy because of this relationship I was in. Because I was sexting, basically. And so my family was like, well, what's going on here? Like, what's wrong with her? There's something wrong with her. And clearly, there was nothing wrong with me. Um, you know, and this is in the past. This was when I was about, like, 14, 15. Um, but my family just needed a reason to send me away for a little bit to a place where I could recollect my thoughts and how I felt and such. Um, and that's another topic to get into another day. But I was put in group therapy alongside all these people that had depression and anxiety were going through sexual abuse or domestic violence or just these whole bunch of other things and like you know when we were around the table and going around the table sharing what was going on with us I'm just like well my mom sent me here you know and imagine me saying that in front of all these troubled teenagers that are going through much much more than I am so I really got to sit there and like absorb all of their 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 problems and understand where they're coming from see different perspectives different point of views whatever so that was a very interesting thing um like i said that was the first time i went to therapy it was group therapy i ended up leaving and i ended up missing the hell out of it like i was crying because i was moving to a whole different state um being separated from a place where i you know, made a whole bunch of friends, started kindergarten there. I, I lived in Vegas for eight and a half years. I was born in Michigan, um, but I ended up moving to Vegas when I was four um, in, a, in a city called Henderson, and that was like my favorite place. So imagine me growing up there for eight and a half years, getting to know all these people, making these connections, having my first girlfriends, having my first crushes, doing all this bad shit, just, you know, basically fucking it up. Um, and then being sent to group therapy, and then soon later finding out that I have to move um, because of the relationship that I was in. And there was nothing wrong with the relationship. Um, I just chose to become more and more rebellious because I felt like my mom wasn't on my side anymore as far as my sexuality and who I was. You know, even though she originally accepted me and was like, I love you no matter what. You know, you're my baby. Um, and my come out, coming out story is absolutely hilarious. I was sitting on the bed with my mom, and I'm like, Mom, I gotta tell you something. And this is like 11 o'clock at night. And she's like, what, baby? And I was like, I'm dating someone. And she's like, who? Uh, like, what's his name? And I was like, <gasps> it, I'm dating a girl. And she's like, oh, what's her name? And I was like, oh, I almost said it. Um, we're gonna say Alabama. That's not her real name, but... I don't want to say her real name to offend her or bring her in this. But I just thought that coming out story was funny. The fact that, you know, 
she was like, oh, what's his name? And then I was like, no. And she's like, oh, what's her name? You know, and ever since that moment, I knew that I can trust my mom. Um, but my grandmother and my great aunt, which I love them dearly, and they have accepted me over the years. Now that I'm 18, four years later, they have created a, such a strong bond with me, such a strong trust. They love me and protect me. And I really appreciate them. So this is not me dis talk, like dis sneaking my family or whatnot. I'm just telling you my experiences and what happened. But my grandmother and my great aunt, which is my grandma's sister, were not too profound or let's say they didn't really condone me being lesbian at the time. Um, And so it was really hard for them to adjust to, let alone it was my two sisters, uh, my two older sisters, my mom and I all living in Vegas you know, and then my grandma, great aunt, all that family's back home in Michigan. So that that separation was like they couldn't really get a hold on me to talk to me and say, hey, this is not right. Hey, this is not OK. Um, and so I ended up being sent to group therapy and whatnot. So that was just a really hard moment in my life because I felt like I was being punished for something that is like not wrong at all. Like, Yes, it's inappropriate, you know, for sexting at, I guess, 14, you know, but growing up in Vegas, I was exposed to a lot. Like, when I tell you a lot, a lot, you know, so me, I'm just thinking this is normal. And, you know, I didn't mean any harm. I didn't mean to make anybody uncomfortable. I didn't mean to, you know, step on anyone's toes. It was just the relationship I was in. I really cared about this girl, and this girl really, really cared about me. Like, when I tell you, I was down bad, and she would always come back always come back every time I messed up every time I did something wrong she would always come back and give trust in me so this relationship speaking like a hundred percent truthfully there was nothing wrong with it and I mainly say because of my sexuality at the time and um the sex thing when they went through my phone that really threw them off on top of me being rebellious to my mom and so me being rebellious to my mom because she switched up on me you know, the sexting and the relationship gave her something to hold on to and put against me, even though she was okay with the relationship I was in, even though she, the first time I got caught having sex was by my partner at the time. We're going to say Baloney, even though that's not her name. Um, but Baloney's mom walked in on us. Baloney's mom took me home and told my mom. And my mom was like, oh my gosh, Aaliyah, blah, blah, blah. As soon as Baloney's mom left in the car, she started laughing at me and like making a joke out of it, you know? So it was like, I had that trust in my mom and she really flipped the script. So that gave me a lot of trust issues with my mom. And that, you know, that's when I started to become rebellious. And like I said, those things she could put on me and to add to my grandmother's and aunt's side so she could, you know, be favorited by them. Not necessarily like, oh, you know, my daughter's wrong. I'm going to be on your guys's team. So it doesn't look like I'm a shitty parent. You know, um, well, that could have been the case. I don't know. But it was definitely like points for her on her side. And I felt like I was fighting alone. You know, my dad, my dad wasn't even in the picture that much. Um, he lived back in Michigan. Um, but you know, I can definitely say about my dad that he always did try to see me, you know, flew me out. He would send money when he had it. You know, he did, he did most of his part. Um, as I got older, we kind of just pulled away from each other. And I think he's trying to hold on to me more. And I'm just like, I'm fine where I'm at, honestly. Um, but you know, my dad, when I told him, I was on the phone with him in Vegas. And this was right before I told my mom that she was a shitty parent. 
um, when I was 14. Um, I, I was on the phone with him and I'm like, and I think she called him on purpose for me to tell him that I like girls. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, he's not even here all the time. Why is this? Why do we have to bring this up with him? You know, so I'm on the phone with him, blah, blah, blah. I tell him, hey, dad, he, he asked me how I'm doing, blah, blah. I'm telling him, like, yeah, I got this girlfriend, I'm dating this girl. And he's like, you're going to hell. That's against that's against the rules. You can't do that, blah, blah, blah. Just going on this tangent of anger and, you know, frustration and saying shit out of rationality. Like, it was just bad. And, like, the instinct I had, I just left. And I handed the phone back to my mom because at, at the time, like, being 14, I was like, that's a joke. I was like. The relationships I've been in, the people around me, the friends I have, they support me, you know, and I support myself. I care about myself and I love myself for who I am. So I don't care what you got to say about me, whether you're my father or not, whether you're my sister or not, whether you're my aunt or not. I don't care because I know I have support and love within me and from other people, you know. And family is like the toughest one because you want that support from your family. You want that love from your family. So it's just like, damn, um, that all happened when I was 14. And I told my mother straight up, I'm like, you're a shitty mother. You know, like you say that you, I didn't say all this, but I basically told her you're a shitty mother. Like, cause I was not, I was not fucking with the way she was treating me. Um, and disclaimer, let me just say my mom has improved so, 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 so much. Both of us have from that point on. We've matured a lot. My mom has calmed down a lot. My mom has taken things in. My mom has been more patient. Because um, my mom used to be a lot of things that kids would scare, like fear in their parents. Um, so imagine my sisters are freaking five, six years older than me. Already moved out the house. So it was just me and my mom in the house while I'm 14, you know. Um, so it was just like. I just want to say my mom has improved a lot, and I'm very proud of her. And, you know, like I said, I'm bringing this up from the past because I would like to share this with you guys to give you a better understanding where I come from, who I am, my background, blah, 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 you know. Back to what I was saying, I told her straight up, um, like, you're a shitty mother. And the reason being, because when I didn't explain why I said that to her, um, she, like I said, she flipped the script, you know, like, when you when you have a relationship with your child, you want to make sure your child can trust you, can count on you, can you you can be there for them. You know, and growing up, it was hard. Like, my mom didn't really show up to any of my PTA meetings. And when she did, it was like she would show up kind of tacky and like, you know, not professional looking, blah, blah, blah. So I gained these insecurities along the way and they stuck with me. And still to this day, they do, which is crazy because it haunts me. Um, Not as much anymore, but... That Like I said, there's another story. Um, but my mom would, you know, be very passive aggressive. Or if I didn't do something for her, you know, she'd this guilt would fill up in my chest because I did not complete the task that she wished me I wished I could have done. Whether it be like borrowing five dollars or taking out the trash or walking the dog or doing this or doing that at a young age. A whole bunch of different things and that passive aggressiveness started to make me fear and make me anxious and make me guilt because I was I would I felt like I disappointed her every single time that I couldn't do something for her you know and that's such a shitty feeling to grow up with and a horrible feeling to grow up with you know for anybody and that's why like I strongly stand against passive aggressiveness and it's it's 
it, it got so bad that it was embedded in me. And it, it took me a lot of realization to be like, okay, this is not that deep. This is not that serious. You don't need to get an attitude over this. This will only take five seconds. This will only last for today. You know, those reminders. Because passive aggressiveness, aggressiveness, it sneaks up on you when you've been around it so long. It begins to sneak up on you and you don't even realize that you're projecting that passive aggressive energy. So I've been working on it tremendously. And for any of you suffering and realizing you're being passive aggressive too, trust me, it's going to get in the way of your relationships. No matter if you're dating someone, no matter if it's your best friend, no matter if it's a regular friend, no matter if it's a teacher, no matter who or what, when, it's going to get in the way. And you need to learn how to channel and control that irritability and that frustration that, and that eagerness to get an attitude. Because the way you project it, it's not pretty. And people don't want to be around you if you constantly you know, project it. So um, that relationship with my mom... Sorry, going on tangent, but that relationship with my mom is just, it, it really threw me off and I just, it made me lose trust for her. Um, and I never really thought about it like that till now, which is crazy. You make realizations when you rant. Um, but that was the first time I went to therapy <laughs> because of the situation I had with my mom um, and my sexuality at the time. <laughs> I'm not crying, I promise. Um, but it just goes to show that it is definitely hard and definitely difficult, especially way, way back then. <laughs> the four LGBTQ plus members, excuse me, LGBTQIA plus members, um, also too, that have struggled with being disowned and you know, like put down and ashamed and degraded because of who they love, who they want to be, how they want to identify, you know, ranging from their pronouns and ranging from their, their, their gender and their sexuality. It's just like, it's fucked up. And it's really sad, you know, because we live in a world where there has been a lot of tradition. It's, it's a traditional com- country, excuse me. Um, no matter where you live, I, I believe we all have that traditional country origin. And, you know, with the traditions, it's, it's, it's very strict, you know, and, and these things like these labels, and they make you feel like you're boxed in, like you're sometimes like you're suffocating, like you can't get out of that box, like you're just stuck in a coffin, and you're gonna have to live that, like that, that way, excuse me, for the rest of your life. Um, so it's just... It's still fresh to me, even though I've been out of the closet for four to five, four and a half years, five years, which is insane. Because I always knew that I had that little hint of like, mm, I like girls, you know. Um, but it's just therapy is well needed for me because I have a lot underneath my iceberg, and. I, I know all of us do, and most of the time, none of us want to face what's underneath our iceberg, and that's the scariest and toughest part, you know, coming to the realization that you're afraid to dig under you, you know, you shouldn't be afraid of yourself, you should face yourself, because you, and I know you've heard this many a times, you are your own worst enemy, 
Let me say that again. You are your own worst enemy. I'm still digging up underneath my iceberg. It's thick. It's cold. It's solidified. And taking a fucking chisel and a hammer to this, it's taken a really long time to just dissect one piece of that ice. Um, and I'm doing it. Eventually, your fear of not facing yourself will eat you up. Um, well, you know what? Like I said, I've mentioned this before in a podcast, but let me speak for myself. It eventually started to eat me up. I don't want to speak that into your guys' existence because maybe they won't. Maybe you can, you know, shelter them and, you know, keep them moving and forget about them, move on from the past. But me, I like to dig into my past to understand where I come from, understand why I act the way I act, and understand me more. And to just conquer my fears and stop being afraid of the decisions I chose to make, or rather they weren't decisions I chose to make. Um... But just to be comfortable and accept all, excuse me, accept all of that for what it is. And I think most of us don't want to accept those fears and that pain and that anger and that trauma for what it is. Because it's terrifying, of course. Um, but I noticed one thing about me. I like going into that trouble. To bring out cleanliness and hope and faith and structure and perseverance. I just, I don't know. I'm like, I'm so down to just dig into my shit. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's hard at times. Yeah, sometimes I want to be like, fuck this shit. But I've already put myself so deep that the only way... To come out alive is to go deeper and deeper until I've hit rock bottom. To accept everything for what it is and swim my way up back to the surface. And I think that I'm at rock bottom. But I think I want to stay there a little bit longer. And I don't mean to say that in a negative way. But there's a few more things I have to tend to and understand. And I don't want to just swim up just yet. And I think I tried to do that. And it reminded me that, no, 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 no. You put yourself so far already. Why you want to turn back now? You know? So, and I'm not making myself miserable. I promise you guys. I'm not making myself feel horrible or whatnot. But I'm just facing them. So, um, I see that this podcast really ended up turning about therapy and my problems. So, we're going to leave it here. I was going to talk about angel numbers, but that will be next session. So, stay tuned for that. But before I cut you guys off, I'm going to tell you a couple more things. I'm currently 18. My birthday is February 12, 2003. I was born at 10.58 a.m. I was born in Detroit, Michigan. I have lived in Michigan, Vegas, a little bit of Arizona, not really, and Georgia. I will be attending Columbia College in Chicago Super excited. My major is going to be creative writing with a focus in poetry. Minor photography. Um, I have a cat named Kokomo, my freaking best friend. I have been away from social media for quite a, some time now, 
quite a while sometime. Um, I don't even think that was a fucking verse. Quite a while. I've been away for quite a while. For some time. There we go, that's better. Um, I am a gamer. I like playing Call of Duty, uh, Cold War. Add me at M as in Mike, O as in Oscar, N as in November, E as in Echo, T as in Tango, X as in X-Ray, and O. Monet XO on Xbox, so we can play together, Fortnite and stuff. Um, I have two older sisters, Ajane and Ajanique. Um... One lives in Seattle. Ajanique lives in Seattle. And Ajane, with my beautiful niece, lives in Georgia. Uh, my mom lives in Georgia. Grandma lives in Michigan. Um, I like to write. I'm a poet. I love poetry. Um, I really like... I enjoy music. I enjoy new music. I love going to concerts. Concerts are freaking fun. Um... I like plane rides. Plane rides are the time where I realize a lot about myself. Um, I like fashion. I like America's Next Top Model. Um, hmm. I have like 13 tattoos. I am African American. I am light skin. I'm five foot three. I have waves. Um, I have a pretty smile, a pretty face. Um, big ass feet. Hmm. And I'm on a journey to understanding myself more and accepting myself whole. So that goes to say, thank you for anybody that listens to me talk. And yeah, um, I remember when I first started podcast, I was really thrilled to do it. I don't think I had really good ideas. And I think I just gave up on it. And no matter if I have one play or two plays or two listeners or one follower or two followers, I'm going to still keep putting out content because I like talking. I like sharing my moments with other people. And I like when people share their moments with me. And one of the things I really favorite is being relatable. And it's hard nowadays to be relatable in my eyes. Um, But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for next Thursday's episode where I'll be talking about angel numbers and the angel numbers you may have seen on your phone or on a sign or on your clock or on your TV, wherever. We're going to be diving into some common angel numbers, double digit numbers, and we're also going to be really diving into triple digit or, you know, multiple digit numbers that you may have seen that may have a meaning to you or you know you just want to understand what they mean or how they apply to your life um i can definitely say i have been a part of seeing um angel numbers like 333-444-555-222-111-1 um on multiple occasions within the same month within the same week within the same day um so together, we're going to be investigating what they really mean. Like, I've been on Google and like, oh, it means you're on the right path. But I really want to open up about, you know, being really aware of it and giving gratitude for it, you know, upon your reasoning. You know, you interpret it however you want to. But for the people that are going to, you know, relate to me and have the same opinion as I, 
as far as angel numbers and what they could possibly mean. I'd like to dive into being grateful for those numbers and, you know, the universe opening up to you or, you know, whatever your higher being that you believe in is um, opening up for you and showing you. Um, So my higher being is the universe because I can see the universe. I can smell the universe. I can taste the universe. I can feel it, everything. Um, So I hope you guys enjoyed this video. I said video. I hope you guys enjoyed um, this podcast, Um, and I hope I wasn't too boring. I feel like I was really boring, but whatever. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Um, We're approaching Christmas within the next week on Friday, so I will have you guys a podcast Christmas Eve. Um, So yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Peace out.